Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 43. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is, does a photographer need to specialize? Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion we have. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. Back in June of 2020, episode 24, I talked about the creative benefits of cross-training, how doing something different than you normally do with your photography can unlock your creativity. If you try something different, you can see something new. Today, let's talk about the other side of that coin, specialization, focused attention on a single genre or subject, and try to answer the question, does a photographer need to specialize? And does specialization help us as visual artists? If you enjoy today's podcast, please share it with a friend, share it on social media with your camera club, and if you can, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Fresh, current ratings help other photographers find out about the show, and having new listeners is a good thing for our community here. Ah, the specialization question. This comes up every few months or so in the industry, and I understand why. New photographers are starting out on their journey, or maybe you've reached a certain point with your photography. You wonder, should I be specializing in a particular kind of photography? Specialization is not for everyone. I'm going to say that right up front. And I did an entire podcast on the benefits of doing some cross-training with your photography. But I do believe there are benefits to specialization. And I also think it's important to know your source of information. So I consider myself a specialist. I'm a landscape photographer. No doubt about that. Plain and simple. 95% of what I point my camera at is a landscape. And within that genre, I specialize in seascapes. So I do have an affinity with specialization. So you take that in mind as I go through what I believe are the benefits of specialization. There uh, is an obvious benefit, I believe, if you're talking business. So if you're in the business world wanting to become a photography business, specialization has clear value because today everyone is a photographer. And I don't say that flippantly. Everyone has a good camera. Mobile phones are excellent and there are plenty of people with compact yet incredibly capable mirrorless cameras. So the competition in the industry is high. You're not just competing with other photographers, you're competing with other people's friends and family who they may turn to to say, no, hey, can you photograph this event for us? So specialization can help you and your work stand out from the crowd. If you're a local event photographer and you've got quality work, you'll stand out. You can attract and cater a certain clientele. So if you're building a photography business, specialization can be an anchor for your brand. That being said, I'll hazard the guess most of us here in the Stop Down Podcast community are pursuing photography for the joy of it. You know, If a business opportunity becomes a byproduct of our passion, that's a bonus. So what other value is there in specialization? What creative value does it offer? I think there are a few things that can benefit our art from specializing your photography. 
First, specializing means a level of focus, and that will result in stronger photos. When you bring your attention to bear on a single genre or a single subject, your skills photographing that subject get more refined. You notice more details. How subtle changes in light or composition or camera angle have a profound impact on the final photograph. Uh, your timing will improve. For portraits, capturing those little expressions or revealing moments with a model, street photographers will think of Henri Cartier-Bresson and capturing the decisive moment. The more you practice street photography, the better you are at predicting and capturing those moments when they happen. I like photographing the ocean. My timing on when to trigger the shutter so that a wave crashes against a rock in the right way or it fans out across the sand, it's so much better than it was a few years ago. So specialization will yield stronger photographs. Practice makes perfect, right? The second thing that specialization can bring to our art is getting a deeper connection with a subject. The more you work with a single subject or genre, the more intimacy there is. You get to know the subject more. If you photograph the same town over a long stretch of time, you learn the rhythm of the town, the comings and the goings. Maybe you get to know the people. You learn the personality of the place. And even for things that we'd consider inanimate, like landscapes, they have their own personality. Some days they behave one way, and other days they behave a different way. Maybe that's intersecting with the weather. Um, and actually, the weather, that prompts another idea about specialization. You learn more about the surround of a subject. So there's the subject itself, but then there's all the things around it that interact and impact or change your subject. You learn not just how to make the best photograph of a thing, you learn about the community around it or the ecosystem that it's part of. For example, through my work with seascapes, I've learned a lot about the ocean. Now, I kind of knew at the beginning you know, the moon would affect the tides, but now I'm much more in tune with the phases of the moon and how that will change the personality of the ocean. I've learned about swell charts and how to read those. Because way out in the ocean, there's storms that churn up waves. And each set of swells will be different in their period, you know, the time between each waves, their varying heights, when those swells are going to make landfall, what directions are they coming from, how will those swells interact with each other when they approach shore, will they amplify and create big surf, will they flatten things out, and then how will the wind intersect with all of that going on with the swells? Is the prevailing wind offshore, pushing the wave forward? Is it whipping off of the land? What does that do to the waves? All of that surrounding information helps me create a compelling photo of my subject, the ocean. So having awareness of all of these different things means I'm attuned to more than just the casual ocean photographer might be, and that opens up artistic opportunities. Now, to turn it around, it would be like taking me out to go photograph wildlife. I rarely do that, but if I do that with, you know, if I'm next to somebody who's an expert in this and photographs wildlife all the time, they're going to know where to go, where to be, when the animal's going to pop its head out. They'll have a much better chance to capture a compelling photo because they know the surround of the animal's environment and the ecosystem. 
So a deeper connection with a subject and the environment that surrounds it simply lets you see more. A third thing, specialization could get you more access to choice subjects. Now, the thought that popped into my head about this one was like urban exploration. Like if you're into photographing abandoned buildings, but this could apply to you're really into aviation photography or um, museums or so forth. If you have built up a body of work that shows you've got a certain affinity to that subject, that notoriety of your work could get you access to more of those subjects and in times, places, or scenarios that other people, other photographers may not be able to have. Like in the abandoned building scenario, say you're well known for photographing abandoned structures, there is a place that's going to be demolished, maybe your work would let you talk with the people that are going to be taking this building down. You can get in there before they do so and get some photographs or access to a museum off hours to photograph it in a different way. You'll end up with very unique photos that both feed your passion and, if important to you, feed your brand. A fourth and last idea about specializing is self-reflection. You specialize, you teach yourself about yourself. If you're mindful, you'll determine what you like and what you don't like, but asking that question of why don't I like this or don't I like that, if you answer honestly, you learn more about who you are. And that's the piece of us that's in each of our photographs. There's a little bit of us in each photograph that we take. And when you're specializing and you're working with something you love, something you have a passion for, that's going to show through in your work. And the photos will be stronger. So those are four ideas around artistic benefits to specializing. The level of focus on subject will give you stronger photographs. Getting a deeper connection with the subject, a more intimate connection with those subjects. Potentially getting access to areas or places that you might not otherwise have if you've specialized in a particular genre. And self-reflection, getting to know yourself better through your own work. Now, does this mean you need to specialize? Absolutely not. There is nothing that you must do. If you are pursuing photography for the love of it, because you enjoy making photos, maybe you want to specialize, maybe you don't. And if you have a photo buddy that's specializing, maybe they want to specialize in one thing and you want to specialize in something else. Every one of us is on our own path. We're all going different places. So if you do not like the feeling of being pigeonholed into a particular genre or a particular subject, no problem at all. And there's also nothing that says you can't specialize in one thing and still dabble in many other types of photography. I equate this, it's kind of like having the day job and the night hustle. You could have a day job as a photographer that you know, you'd make portraits and you do corporate events and that's what pays the bills. But you moonlight by doing music festivals or you know you like to travel around your country and photograph small towns of less than a thousand people just because that's what you like to do. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with 
specializing and focusing on a particular genre, but exploring other avenues as well because you find those interesting whether that's cross-training, like back in episode 24, or at the reverse, you're doing one specialization as pay the rent and the other types of photography as your artistic outlet. I think portrait photographer Gregory Heisler put it best, and he says, shoot what you have to shoot. You'll be excited, you'll be driven by the subject, the genre, the place, the feeling. Embrace it, because it's yours. This topic of specialization prompted me to go back and look at a brief cross-section of my photography since about the year 2000, looking at my ocean photos, and wow, uh, I've gotten a lot better. There are some real clunky photos in my library from early on, and granted, some of that is just general improvement with photography. You learn your camera, you understand the fundamentals of composition, you're no longer in just spray and pray and just taking photos. But I mean, even with my love of the ocean, like from 2000 to 2010, where I wasn't really intent on growing my photographic craft, I enjoyed taking photos, but I didn't have a lot of attention paid to purposely creating a good photo. I look at my ocean photos, there's no real focus of attention, unclear subject, and snapshots at best. Around 2012, started to see some improvements, some more purposeful compositions. I'm thinking about golden hour, you know, good times when there's good light to go capture photos. Heading into 2013, ah, now I'm starting to learn about shutter speed capturing water motion in certain ways. I was relying a little more on ambient light to slow the shutter down, just really waiting to the bookends of the day to grab those photos. But starting to grow that gear knowledge, I saw filters starting to creep in. But you know, it really wasn't until 2016 that I started making strong seascape photos with consistency. Now that's key, with consistency. The combination of composition, technique, gear, timing, more nuanced choices in my subject's placement, giving my viewer a virtual place to stand. I just had a better innate understanding of the balance between how much water and things in motion were in the scene versus the static elements. The photos just got stronger. And I also had grown my processing skills so I know what I could and could not compensate for or enhance with post-processing. So a lot of things really came together for me in 2016 and beyond. And perhaps, not coincidentally, that's about when I started hosting photo workshops in San Diego. So this was easily a 15-year journey with focused attention for the last five or six to get to a stage where I was creating consistently good work you know, month in and month out. And of course, that journey is not finished. The things I mentioned earlier about reading swell charts to better predict what the ocean's going to do, you know, that's been a discovery in the last couple of years. You know, the tide and the wave heights, they don't tell the full story. And I know there's way more to learn. Specialization doesn't mean automatic mastery. 
I'm familiar with my bit of coastline in San Diego. Other coasts and oceans around the world have their own personalities, and visiting those, there's a part of me that goes back to school, leveraging what I know, but learning new things about the different environment for my subject of choice. I want to take a moment and thank the supporters on Patreon. It is your support that makes this podcast possible, and I can't express my gratitude enough. You keep the lights on. You're the ones that are saying, yes, we want this content. We want it to keep coming. And you're also supporting lots of other work I do through YouTube for free tutorials on cameras and tools and processing software. So thank you so much for your support. And uh, I, I just I can't say it enough. If you're interested in learning more about the Patreon community, check the show notes. And there's also a button on every page of stopdownpodcast.com, support the show, where you can learn more. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. If you've been thinking about specialization, have been on the fence about it, I hope this gives you some good information. Maybe you'll decide, yes, you want to specialize. Maybe you'll decide, no, I'm happy as a uh, cross trainer, as it were. And you know what? Either choice is going to be right, so long as you're doing what you enjoy doing. If you're in photography for the joy of it, there's no wrong answer. Just keep enjoying it. Keep having fun. You got a story you want to share about either your specialization or your reasons for doing it or not doing it. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me directly through stopdownpodcast.com. Use the contact form there. And I hope to hear from you. And until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.